The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I am your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. Grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio and the number to call uh, if you have a question about your dreams or if you have a question about angels and goddesses, Nancy, T and I might be able to tap dance. We um, might be having our guest show up today, Crystal Pomeroy from um, the book, Angels and Goddesses. But either way, we'll take your questions and, um, and any, any protests, any suggestions, any ahas, call in 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. So hello, Nancy T. So fun to Hi, be with Kel. you. I'm Hi. happy to be here. I'm in a really good mood. I don't know why. <laughs> That's a good thing. Don't question it. Don't look nope. that gift horse in the mouth. Just don't. Um, all right. So let's do a little, a little centering thing, and then we'll come out dreaming. So let me just invite you to turn within for a moment to release and let go of any of your attachment to the struggles in any way, shape or form. And we all do this. We all tend to have a habitual relationship to some form of struggle, unless you're Nancy T who just woke up in a really good mood and all the, the chains are gone. So let's just all do that. Let's follow Nancy T and just step into that field of having a really good day. And we don't have to know why we can be happy for no reason. We could be dreamy for no reason. So let's just release our struggles. And with our new breath, let's breathe in our connection to the sunlight of the spirit, to that power, to that presence that governs the universe and all the cosmos and all the beings and all the life forms within the ones that are visible and the ones that are invisible so we just know that there is something divine orchestrating this dream that we are co-creating together right now. 
the one that we have at night and the one that we are having even when we think we're awake. So let's open ourselves up because the theme of this show is the angels and goddesses, angels and goddesses. So let's call on them. Perhaps you have a special one that you like to call in, maybe Archangel Michael or um, Gabriel, and maybe one of the goddesses, Athena, Persephone, Aphrodite, Artemis, Demeter, whatever. Call them on. Let's just bring them all in. There's room. There's room. There's room for your dreams, your angels, your goddesses. And we just dedicate this show to something wonderful unfolding for the highest good of all. And that means you. And so it is. Amen. A woman, ah dreams, and ah angels, and ah goddesses, and ah Nancy T. <laughs> yeah, that's Yay. a good one. <laughs> so like I said earlier, if you have a question about your dreams, call in 816-251-3555, or you can chat on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now on my Facebook page and Nancy T's Facebook page. Mine is Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams, and Nancy's is Nancy Telzero, T-E-L-Z-E-R-O-W. And that's what we've got. So Nancy T, um, you know what? Let me just say one thing because I feel like I'm, there's a little elephant in the room that I don't want to, not a little elephant. It's a big elephant. There's one right behind you. <laughs> oh, there is a little elephant right behind me <laughs> holding up some sunflowers. I have the yeah. sunflowers out in honor of Crystal, Crystal Pomeroy because she talks about how sunflowers are the symbol of Archangel Michael. And I didn't really know that before. And so. they're the flower for the Ukraine. Oh my God. Is that true? Oh my God. Okay. Wait. So let's just not skip a beat and let's add to this prayer, our collective blessing and prayer for those in the Ukraine and in Ukraine, not the Ukraine and to all, and all of the ones affected in the surrounding regions as well. In particular, Moldova, my dear, dear friend, Karina, her mom is on a plane to Moldova right now to help Karina's grandparents come to the u.s or come to canada to come out so oof, it's it's very personal it's very close let's just let's just send archangel michael over there to help to shield the ones who need shielding and to protect and to help to expedite this so that something happens that that where this is just over let's just call on that miracle collectively right here and right now we know and that let's, on some let's level. send uh, let's send the goddess Artemis to to warrior be the warrior woman that goes and grabs her family and brings them home. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, safely, soundly, with love and toe. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, we could just just be in that prayer field. Let's just dedicate this whole show today to that, to healing and uplifting the ones who need it the most right now. So you were going to tell us about the elephant in the room beside you. Oh, that shoot. Um, (laughs) I'm here for you, man. I'll keep you on that track. Thanks, dude. (laughs) So there's some changes going on. Um, It's not just a David Bowie song. So really, there's just going to be, I believe, until the middle of April, then um, for for fiscal reasons the unity online radio is not going to be anymore and so 
I don't have an exact plan, but I, I want to let people know that I'm going somewhere else. And Nancy is, and probably will be on another platform. Um, and we'll announce that before we're complete here, but I just wanted to give people a little time to adjust and to know that we're not abandoning you and your dreams. We'll keep, um, you can still call in or you can still at least chat in or text in or even send a voice memo in, um, and in the shows that will come. So anyway, but while we're still here, let's be here in the here and now, how does all that land on you, Nancy T? How are you with change? You know, I kind of like change (laughs) (laughs) and it's not because I would want to see, I love unity on lawn radio and I'd love for it to continue. It's not that I just like different things. It it makes me excited. It's why I loved doing my acting work because no two days were alike. I love difference. I love change. I love to travel because that's a new location. I just like it. So I always think that there's something else that's exciting. There must be something else exciting about to happen when something ends. That's what my hope is, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that's, I think it's true for some reason. I still have, this is, this is like an extreme thing. (laughs) This is not on the same level at all, but I keep thinking about how so many people have said, and there's a movie out that's, um, that features the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. My dear friend, Peggy Callahan was the producer of this film. I don't have the title of it in front of me, but, um, it's like, holy, holy men, something like that. Anyway, when the Dalai Lama was, couldn't live in Tibet anymore because they were forced out. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy. And yet there's always blessings there's always little silver linings. And one silver lining is that the Dalai Lama's message has gotten to spread to the world. And I think sometimes when there is this exodus, like um, some of like my friend Karina, who's kind of for like her family's in, in Moldova, like there's a, like her being forced out. She was forced out of Moldova 30 years ago. She was, she's been a refugee in, in Canada and in the U S but we wouldn't know Karina if she hadn't been forced out. So there's something about like, there's looking for the blessings in disguise. And even if people intend harm or are doing things for selfish reasons, if our intent is to, is an alchemical one, we can transmute the negativity and and use it for rocket fuel. Anyway, all of that to say yes to the change. Yes. To the unity online radio that could seem so like, you know, there's a part of me that is like, I don't like change. And then there's a bigger part of me. That's like, it's good. It will be good. And we can be, we can celebrate the blessings and look forward to the new blessings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Nancy T, did you want to take a little, give us, let's see if there's any synchronicity. I don't know what the message for today is. There's a little bit here. March 23rd, a piece of the infinite pie. If you want a personal blessing for yourself, work your way to true happiness for another's good fortune. Feelings of inferiority stem from the erroneous belief in a finite pie, that there's a limited amount of love, beauty, and success to go around. If someone has something you think you want, remember the pie is infinite. Envision your favorite kind of pie. For me, it's a hot baked boysenberry with a flaky crust. Mm. (laughs) The next time you hear about someone striking it rich, falling in love, or getting a promotion, call to mind your infinite pie. Not only is it all you can eat, it never runs out. Besides, no one can take your piece. 
because your name is baked into it. And the affirmation is, I live in an infinitely loving universe that has enough pie for everyone. When I think of infinite love, I think of, you know, the angels. And so to me, it does, you know, it does gel, it does work. (laughs) And the beginning, the beginning of what you, the, what you read in the the luminous humanness quote for the day um, was about well, I thought it was going to go in a different direction because there's another thought that goes here, but but it's like low self-esteem often just comes from our focusing on ourselves and and like, where's right. mine? And how come I don't have enough pie? And where, where, where? But when we think about someone else and wish the pie for them, we wish the blessings for everyone in Ukraine and in the surrounding areas. When we wish, when we're focused on this bigger tapestry of life, if I'm focusing on a blessing for you, for example, it's really hard to stay in pain where I'm at. It's hard to, it's like, there's yeah. a self-esteem that comes not from trying to fix the problem on the level of the problem, which is in here that just would make it worse. But I'm like, I want Nancy T to have her dreams come true. I want her to have every blessing and then some, then it's like, there's something in the mirror neurons as I'm imagining blessings for you. I can't help, but get some trickle over here. Yeah. So I think it doesn't take anything away from us to to affirm blessings for the people that we want to have. And even I would say, what do they say? We pray 10 times when we pray for our quote unquote enemies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like to even pray for the ones who are instigating this war. It's like, oh my God, let's pray for their higher selves to come in their better sensibilities to awaken in them. And to, um, as Crystal Pomeroy would say, to leave them restless until they come to their senses. Like it's not, we're not wanting to hurt them, but we're saying, you know, everybody's got a conscience. So let's have their conscience knock on their door, wake them up and let's pray that they have that. I mean, and I wish, I wish the same for myself. If I'm off track, I wouldn't mind if somebody prayed for me that I come to my senses. It's not taking anything away from them or taking anything away from me. What do you think, Nance? I, it's interesting because so many things are like popping as you say all of that. First of all, <laughs> I think with my with my work, I've had to be that. I've had to like with with the acting work before I even mm-hmm. got into healing. The the acting stuff was like I would do my audition and then I might find out that someone else got it or whatever, and I'd be so happy for them, so mm-hmm. happy even though I didn't get it because it was like obviously first of all they always ended up being someone completely different than me, and it's like well they were looking for that I was never going to be that, so I didn't right. care. But, right, but just loving and loving someone else getting a role or getting more um more gigs than I do or loving someone else having more money than I think if that can happen for them that means it can happen for I get hopeful I think if that can happen then that can happen to me too so oh. it looks to, it's like proof so there's that then the other part that popped was when you said like sometimes you gotta like go tap 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 you know hey something's out of sync with you. Yeah, I did that with (laughs) with someone recently, I wrote a letter because I heard through the grapevine, all these different people saying that, that this person said this awful thing and that person and to this one and to that one, it just me, 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 me. And I wrote a letter and I said, you know, I don't know why I'm writing this, but I feel that there's a lot of anger and upset in you. And it must be hard to live with that must be hard to carry that, to have that in your, that upset, that, uh, that unhappiness, that 
that bitterness, even the holding on to the past, that's got to be hard to carry. And so I hope that through your church or through a friend or through therapy that, or, you know, if you want to have a session with me, even whatever, I hope that can be released for you because I love you. You know, I care about you. I want you to be happy. And that's what I said. And I dropped it in the void with the idea that this person is a pretty angry person and might write back, you know, something along those lines, (laughs) but that's not what happened. Um, The feedback I got was more like, oh, were you referring to this? Because this is like excuses for all these different things that were done and more like I was wonderful. So (laughs) it sort of made me think, huh, either this person doesn't know like how they come off or how they sound or their impact. Or they don't want to say, yeah, you're right about all that. But I was hoping that one of the many points that I touch on, even if just one moved the needle a little, there'd be more joy there. This, I love that. And I think we're, even if Crystal Pomeroy doesn't end up being on the show, we can at least talk about the content of this, because I think what you're talking about is like becoming the earth angel that you have dedicated yourself to be. And one, one of the things that Crystal talks about in here that I love, she's got a a very heavy Toltec influence. So there's a lot of Tonan Sin, Quetzalcoatl, the Virgin Guadalupe. I mean, and she's, there's a lot of Quetzalcoatl. There's all of the, all of them are in here, including all of the classics that we know about Archangel Michael. And she really looks at the, the intersection between all of these and how, um, how they play out. And one of the things that she teaches that I thought was amazing is so in, in the Toltec work, we talk about the etheric double. And yeah. how there's, there's the us that is kind of our, our ego self. And then there's the us that is sort of our spirit self. And, and, but it's, she's got kind of a different take on it. She says that you can ask your double in your dream time to go out and, and look for the moment when, like, for example, give me, give me, um give me one of your, I mean, I, this is putting you on the spot, but is there let's just say in the acting realm, let's say a great acting role. Let's say that there's like a, like the actress part of you has a dream to have this like great acting role. Is that mm-hmm. too far-fetched? No. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So let's say tonight, before you go to sleep, you say to your etheric double, go out in the dreaming to the parallel plane where I am on the set of this great role. And I'm loving it and I'm paid well and I'm respected and I'm working with people that are so supportive and so wonderful. And it's the role of a lifetime and, and it's just this incredible moment. So go out into that place in time where that exists and, and like, I can't remember exactly what you said, but like, go out there, show me that, show me that in the dream. And the, the notion of that is that you're not tapping into a dream, like a fantasy, you're tapping into a parallel reality, but you're looping it back. So this, when you wake up in the morning with that dream, it's like it happened. So it, it quickens the process of, of the manifesting. So it's a little on the witchy dream crafty side of things, which, you know, Hey, to the, for the highest good of all that couldn't hurt nobody. (laughs) <laughs> for reals uh, when when you mentioned that it reminded me remember when we did the red thread ceremony the yes. first time we did it with yeah. emily tell them us, tell them what the red thread ceremony yes yeah, this this is a beautiful ceremony that we did with all oh, <laughs> emily 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 who's this amazing incredible spiritual emily greaves emily greaves artist artist 
like incredible artist. She draws, mm-hmm. she's been mandated to draw the Guadalupe. She was amazing. So she did this thing with us and she had us draw a picture before we even got to the red thread. Remember there was a basket we had to draw. Yes. And then she had us do a meditation. Well, listen to this, my meditation. It was a thing where you're walking through doors and what do you see? I imagined I was walking into my trailer on a movie set. So it's like literally what you just described was all my, like I was imagining me on this big, amazing thing. I've got all this happening and I'm just so happy. And blah, blah, blah. that was my, that was my meditation. Everybody else was like, I was in a field of flowers. <laughs> and I was like in a movie trailer, but whatever <laughs> to each his own. And, <laughs> and I liked it, but then we did the beautiful red thread ceremony. And that's where you take, she has this red thread and we each joined what our wrists together. And the whole idea, you'll explain this better than I do, but is that we're connected and anyone who's ever done it, we're connected with them and we can pray for one another and be there. And and when we tie off the string, if like, if I'm having a bad day or could tug on it and Kelly will feel it because she's connected to me and so, and that's happened to me where I pulled on it and needed somebody. And one of the people from the red thread called you can elaborate on it more than I do because I'm not great at explaining it, but it just uh, touched my heart so much that it's like, almost like, ah, does that explain it? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, like make me, I want to make these noises. Hopefully you get it from this, you know, <laughs> you can't even, you, you'll put it into words better than I. Oh but. my God. I think you put it into perfect words. I think your words were perfect. I, it's, I mean, to me, the, the notion is that you're, it was a physical representation of a of an actual non-physical reality that we yes. are never alone. We're always connected. And and even, and I would say even beyond the people that have ever done a red thread ceremony, we could say that with our ancestors, we're there's just a it's it's nice to have some physical realm reminder that we are in a field of and I mean unity we're in a unified field with all of our loved ones we could even call them in now and part of what um what Crystal Pomeroy talks about is it's like the connection bringing them in and she actually par- starts her sort of magic by drawing a picture of a sword or she didn't say a medicine basket but I think there's something about drawing even if it's just a stick figure of something that represents what you want and then so like so that that you're putting it in the physical you're not just kind of drifting in the etheric realm you're touching reality in some way by by drawing this so mm. i love that you reminded us that you brought in that part of us with it that painted this basket even though i was we like say, i don't paint that's not we, my we gift. both we both say that every time but i but love my remember, basket in fact i have it right here it's right over I've, my i've head. got mine in my office you remember when we like we had to write words and it was the stuff that we were most ashamed yes. of and it was almost like a forgiveness a practice right. of forgiving ourselves for that right. which we see that we don't think is is good about us and right. and so i mean we can call on the angels for that too oh my god you're totally reminding me of this dream i had last night and we're going to take your dreams by the way anybody who's watching or listening on the other side of this break um, so don't, don't be shy because this is going to be all for you, but I'm going to just tell my dream really quick. <laughs> yes. The number by the way is 816-251-3555. So call in and we will take care of you and your dreams. So really quickly, I've been practicing lucid dreaming since I had, um, this, this interview for the shift network dream work, um, summit that's coming up 
the DreamWorks Summit is going to be amazing on the Shift Network. So I'll be talking about that more next week. But anyway, I I was face-to-face with one of the preeminent lucid dreaming teachers on the planet. And there's something about the Zoom that is different than just the audio. It's like, oh my God. So I've, so I've been lucid dreaming lately and I have not been one my whole life. And, I, and they're not grand, nothing extraordinary is happening. Although, so here's, here was, here's what it was. There were these gangbangers looking on the grass, like in the inner city, like in this kind of raunchy sort of tough neighborhood. They were looking on the ground with like the brown grass and there was binoculars that they were like, what's that? Like they were looking at binoculars and each of them was reflected in the glass of each of these, of each of the things. And I was like, and I told myself, I'm aware I'm dreaming while I'm dreaming. <laughs> so whatever, like for the record, your honor. And all of a sudden, the moment I said that, it's <laughs> like, you know how you'll see like in the looking glass, there's the person looking in the mirror. And then there's the person looking in the mirror, who's looking in the mirror. And, the, and all of a sudden it just started multiplying and multiplying and multiplying, becoming sort of this, this big, like zoomed out, like thousands of these gangbangers looking into these mirrors like what with curiosity like what is that and then all of a sudden it popped into like I could no longer tell that they were gangbangers because it was so pixelated it was so many of them and it became this gorgeous work of art and mostly what I was aware of was the frame and it primarily it had all these colors the primary color was pink there must have been some pink so I mean like this is a like an urban area where there's no pink, but I was like, suddenly there's this pink and it was hanging up on the wall of this very French aristocratic kind of like in the Louvre or the palace of Versailles, like it was hanging up and that's what it had become. And so I think my thought, and there might be more to unpack here is just what you were saying about like the, the stuff that is rough and raw, like having a place for that as the base, like it has a place to go. Rasuli always starts his paintings with like anger and with like ah, destroying the canvas, putting all the angst on the on the piece. And then eventually it pops into an angel. It turns into something gorgeous. Mm. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. But that was my dream. I think what do you, you think? went a great place. I think you went a great place with that. If it were my dream. Oh my gosh. Just the oh, fact gee. that you saw it, it, it. Honestly, if it were my dream, I would be like, um, Benjamin, I had this dream and I would ask him to paint it on one of yeah. my walls. <laughs> Benjamin Suarez from the goodness tour with Luke and the Lovingtons. Honest to goodness, because it just felt so much in it. It felt like it was connected to Ukraine because you know oh. how we look, we always look at um, the evil as that's outside of us, but then there's always a part of us that is that. And, and so how it morphed Ooh. into, you know, now it's, it's pixelated so much that it doesn't even look like that. It does turn into beauty because there is in every single hard to to imagine but in every soul deep 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 down it's beautiful it started out beautiful and if we fly high enough above something it just looks so precious and so like simple and even like a raging fire can look gorgeous from right exactly so Oh my goodness. So we're about to, we're going to a break right now. And when we come back in just a minute or two, we will take you and your dreams. And I can't wait to hear what you've been dreaming about during these wild and woolly times. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. And you know the drill. This is where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are, because that's what our dreams are always doing. They're always revealing. They're either helping you to drop some baggage that you don't need to carry anymore because you're done with it. Been there, done that. So that you can lighten your load to then possibly just spring forward into your greatest possibility. Our dreams are helping us to expedite the dropping of baggage and the flying into our greatest sense of being. And we are, this is the, this is an interesting time that we are in lots of change. It's the, we just had the spring equinox, which is a powerful time of balance. And also I heard that today is national water day. This is a day where there's a celebration of water, but it's also kind of an awareness of, um, of the, the fact that there's a lot of polluted water on the planet and there's a lot of people on the planet that don't have easy access to it. So I think the the message for today is to be mindful of the water that you consume. Be aware that your body and mind and soul, our whole being is made mostly of water. We are emotional, oceanal beings and let's be kind and mindful. And if there's an opportunity to donate to an organization that helps to clean water or helps people to have access to water, water wells. Or Viracocha. Viracocha. Oh my goodness. They do compost toilets. They do. I mean, we've had, we've actually had some experience, not with just bad water, but like in, we've been in areas of the world where they didn't have good access. And, and then we went to Viracocha on the Finca and we learned about compost toilets and how to build them so that we didn't utilize too much water where we don't need to. Yes. So we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still want to build a world with a lot of compost toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I want to build the world with compost <laughs> toilets. It just doesn't sound romantic, but it's it but really it kind of is. It kind of <laughs> is. Okay, on that note, we're going to switch gears and we are going to talk to Denise. 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 Hey, honey, what have you been dreaming about, sweetheart? 
Hi. Um, Hi. You always have a, a quick one. But I did want to ask you a quick question because during okay. the break, I hate to be a spoiler, but, I mean, it only came on during the break. So they're doing away with Unity Online Radio? Unity Online Radio is going to no longer exist in the from the middle of the middle of April. Um, so I think okay. we have like till the middle of April, uh, the the second week, something like that. Um, but by then, I will have some kind of a um, exit strategy. I don't exactly know what it is, but I know there's there's another network that I may be shifting to, and I'll I'll share okay. that that info. The only issue with the one that I'm thinking that I will be a part of is that we, they don't take live callers, but what you can do is leave a voice memo with your dream. Like, Hey, this is Denise. And this is what I'm dreaming about. And then I can play it on the show and interact with you. It just isn't going to be the live back and forth, which I've loved so much. I mean, besides missing Louie and of course, Jeff comfort who's back there and, and Diane Ray, um, this, the, having this live interaction has been really precious. So I'm going to milk it for all it's worth while we have it until we can come up with some, something else that's as good or better, um, or at least comparable. So anyway, Denise hit me. Okay. What are um, you, what are you dreaming? Um, quickly, I had a dream. Um, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm always with somebody. I was walking <laughs> with somebody and, um, she handed me. She handed me, and don't forget, I had a dream of similar, to, not similar, but same reference. She handed me my military uniform, and I said, wow. And then she said, uh, or another lady came into the dream and said, but you're missing one of your ribbons. And what a ribbon is, if you ever look at a uniform, you see people with all those different colors. The ribbons represent different awards or some something you went through that you got certified in or something. So she mm-hmm. said, you're missing one of your ribbons. So I took the ribbon from her and tried to put it on the uniform. Or I just said, okay, and took the, took the ribbon and thought, well, wow, that was nice of you. Or I was awarded the ribbon. She gave me the ribbon mm-hmm. and said that the ribbon belonged with my uniform. And I know that ribbons are acknowledgments of different things that you've done. So I said, okay. And that was the end of the dream. But don't forget, two weeks, how long ago was it? Two weeks ago I had a dream about the uniform again. I was I had my military uniform on or yeah. something. Um, it, yeah, I forgot exactly. I mean, I can play it back when I go home, but it's something <laughs> about the uniform, and it's the actual uniform that I wore. It wasn't like I was in another part of the armed services. It was the one that I actually wore. So that, to me, is reoccurring in some type of way or shape or form. So mm-hmm. I don't know why this military u- uniform keeps coming up. I mean, even though I wasn't part of that organization. I don't get it. How, what was the feeling in this dream? If we we're going to do a quick jet set, you gave us the, just the facts, the E is for the emotion or the energy. Like I said, getting ribbons, you don't buy those in the store where you do, but you got to, it's going to be a part of your military record. You just can't walk around with a military uniform on and have those ribbons. They're called ribbons because those are awards. So for her yeah. to give me one, for her to give me one and say, Hey, you're missing this, this ribbon. It's positive mm. in that sense, but why yeah. are, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the ribbon is an if accomplishment. This, if this were my dream, oh, I um, I'd be, I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of I like, wow. It. Like there was literally a wow. Like this is, oh my goodness, this is great. And, and then also curious, like, what did I do? Yeah. Um, and yeah. what's the title of this dream? If it was a movie. 
I would say somebody, somebody believes in me. Nice. And you say, why? Because she gave me that ribbon. Now, did I earn it? I don't know, but it don't matter. In her world or in the dream, there was acknowledgement that it belonged to me, or at least she felt like it belonged to me. Yeah. So, um, so it's Ooh. an accomplishment. Or so I just, for some reason, when I was talking a few minutes ago, it hit me. I actually think, I feel like somebody, somebody feels really darn good about me. Or somebody yeah. wants to recognize me. Or somebody feels good about some part of me. And it'll come out in two weeks. My dreams are usually two weeks behind themselves. So that's why I interpret the dream. <laughs> I didn't interpret it before I called you. But oh, I interpreted I it. it. I love it. So Nancy T, I'll give you an, I've got a lot to say, but I want Nancy T to go first. Go for it, honey. Um, I love this dream. I was wondering, is there anything in your life you're feeling militant about where you're feeling like there is no flexibility? This is what I, this is it. This is what I need in my, I wondered if that's why the uniform keeps coming up. If it were my dream, I would question that. Um, But So, I mean, you were, you were happy to receive it and then somebody else recognized you. And of course I go with Kelly where if, you know, if everybody in my dream is me, then it's you that believes in you. It's you that thinks you're accomplished and, and you, you can even be honored by the fact that you think that because some people don't think so highly of themselves. So I wonder if this is just a reminder of that and, and to, and to be like, strong in it to be militant about it to never forget that you are this amazing being who deserves mm. this recognition and to be honored mm. that's my little toss see, see um uh kelly i don't think she was on that day i had the other one and you had a guest on i forgot who he was he was a real real sharp guy i forgot his name right now because i'm not at home i don't have my notes but he felt didn't he feel more like what did he say? I got to play the tape back. But when I had the dream, Nancy wasn't on it that day. And I thought he talked about, or did I talk about structure and discipline, all the things that the, the military represents. Ooh, Do you remember what nice. man it was? He was a real, he was a real smart the man. Okay. No, he I kept saying he's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I barely know my name at this point, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a really interesting, interesting point. And I'll just throw in my two cents, kind of coming at it from a different place, but affirming everything okay. that's been said. Um, I so I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the. There's so many dream themes that are in common that that you've shared with us, Denise. So if if your dreams were mine. First of all, there's a lot of walking down the street with somebody. So that's just it's like there's this, this sense of, yes. and we were talking earlier about the etheric double, about this friend aspect yeah. that can go ahead and do things. So I feel like it's a friendly aspect of myself. Ah, Crystal Powerwise is joining Yay. us. That's great. But let me finish giving this, um, I'm going to say this to Denise. Um, there's, so there's this ally, there's this double that is giving me insight and wisdom about my dream that my ordinary self that's that doesn't normally see and there's the fact that there's always so many cakes even though this dream doesn't have cake there to me 
all the, the, the cake in the background in the past is about being acknowledged or it's like a celebration. And I feel like this award is is similar. Like it's, you're just desserts. And I think for most of us, it's so easy. I had an assignment for the, for my class that I was teaching last night for everybody to write a list of their gifts and a list, a list of their challenges, the list of their challenges. Everybody wrote like a book's worth of them and the gifts were so hard for them to write. It's like, it's, it's just the way our limbic brain, it takes over the part of us that is more focused on the negative or the challenges or the what's next. We don't often, but this is where I think the gift of this dream is, is that it's, it's re it's programming me to see my just desserts. Where do I deserve some praise, some recognition, and maybe this etheric double aspect of me is is showing me this and perhaps this is going to raise my vibration to actually be in league with with my just desserts in this life and and keep my feet on the ground as i'm walking moving forward so those are my thoughts oh very good yay denise we love you thank Thank you you so much yeah awesome i'm gonna put you on hold and i see that we've got crystal oh my goodness even though it says christopher in the name Hi, honey. I don't know. A little bit of trouble getting through on my Zoom. Here I am. Thank you so much, Kelly. This is my son's uh, Zoom. Hey, Um, son, Zoom, and hello, Crystal. And Christopher. I'm I'm, uh, Crystal, um, lovely Kelly, and uh, thank you very much for uh, having me on your your program. Which I guess is, are you shifting to another outlet? Because I noticed on the Unity page they've got yeah uh, some changes going. Yeah, there's ch- ch- changes going on. So this is perfect to have you and your angels and your goddesses here to help in the midst of this transition. We've been talking behind your back in a really positive way about how Thank wonderful you. you are in your book is. So I know that we're sort of halfway through, but let's just give people the nutshell of what inspired you to write this book and basically what can people get from this amazing book, Angels and Goddesses by Crystal Pomeroy. Thank you very much. Well, um, I think that my conscious inspiration was probably one thing, but I think that I really very much believe in a larger force of higher intelligence that is working uh, through our lives. And um, I I just saw this little video that my son sent me yesterday. He's um, into sports and uh, he sent me this little, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it has to do with your question, but it does this little uh, <laughs> A spot from a, a movie. It's a it's an athletic movie that it has this really beautiful scene where the coach is uh, demanding that the um, players give their best when they're working out. And so one player who I guess is like a, a star on the team um, kind of complains about or makes some mention of how they've got this game coming up against a really formidable uh, opposing team. And um, on Friday of that week, and uh, so he says, like, well, you know, I hope we can do something. And so the coach uh, puts him into this challenge and puts a blindfold over his eyes and makes him crawl on the ground with another player on his back. And he says, you're going to have to cl- you have to crawl at least 50 uh, steps. I'm going to guide you, but you can't have you can't be seeing where where you're going. And so. 
uh, he, he stands there next to him and he, and the guy's getting really tired as he goes along and he says, you got to do a, a little more and a little more. Come on. You got to keep pressing forward. And the guy gets really exhausted. He says, it hurts. It hurts. And he doesn't realize that he's gone beyond 50, beyond a hundred. He's gone all the way to the other end. I'm getting goosebumps as I remember this, uh, of the field. And, um, when he, the coach finally lets him, uh, take off his blindfold and see how high far he's come. And he says, uh, see how much more you could give. I really need you to give your best. And uh, um, I did this. Be, I made you do this because I know your potential and because the team needs you as a leader. And if you're going to be uh, remarking about how difficult things are going to be, you're going to, you know, change the tone for the whole team. And uh, it was really touching to me because it reminded me of my own spiritual um, journey that was like, I had a lot of information from a very early age. My mother was one of these um, wonderful age of Aquarius mothers with all kinds of knowledge and uh, who shared books and took me to teachers from real, literally from childhood. In fact, she taught me, you've got this great uh, program on, on dreams that I certainly hope is going to go on someplace else because I'm just getting onto it. And, and it's such, (laughs) it's such an important topic. And I heard a little bit of you, uh, analyzing yours in that inspiring manner and so anyway she uh taught me the fundaments of union um dream interpretation when i was uh before i was nine and stuff and so um and other stuff she taught me how to do astrological charts when i was 12 and took me with my first metaphysical teachers and stuff so anyway i had all this wonderful knowledge and uh, a, a library that continued to to grow and um it wasn't until i was in my early 20s when i got faced with a really awful challenge, health, apparent health challenge, um, that um, I really started using everything, like diving into all these different tools. And so I felt a lot like this player crawling on the ground. And the, the challenge continued for a really long time. In the meantime, I started manifesting all these other things for myself and other people. I mean, my kind of miracle powers that we all have got turned on through this process, but I would not have gone through it if I hadn't had the blindfold on. If somebody had told me you're gonna be, you're gonna be uh, crawling along for a really long time, you know, like for years with this situation and feeling like it's too much to bear on your back. And um, I wouldn't have done it. And uh, I'm really grateful. And I very much feel like the divine has been there all along, you know, like saying, come on, you can do better. And um, so this eventually led to awakening healing powers that I now share with others. And um, they're based on principle, truth principles, very much aligned with uh, unity and uh, science of life and so forth. And uh, um, uh, literally, you know, people's pain dissolves, even large groups of people's pain dissolves 10 to 15 minutes, uh, all kinds of spontaneous remissions, lots of um, so-called miracles. You and I know, Kelly, that the infinite uh, power of love is always around and just waiting up for us to open a door. But uh, because of this arduous um, crawl across the field, which I'm a process I'm still in and which I continue to whine about sometimes um, more frequently than I'd like to admit. Um, there's, uh, I've had this um, wonderful experience and in the pathway, one of the things that has um, opened for me is how when we bring light beings into our work with truth principles, um, then the the vibration gets lifted to a higher frequency. And so 
a lot of our divine faculties of ability to connect with healing truth, um, our intuition, our access to information that is always flowing, but we don't necessarily pick it up and discern it. Usually um, all of this list gets lifted to a higher wavelength. And so my work started out as kind of a combination of turning to the angels and um, how the seven archangels um, connect with different sets of divine principles like uh, uh, sad kill and forgiveness and transmutation. And then Michael and faith and uh, courage and persistence and uh, Raphael healing uh, divine truth, science, physical science and spiritual science and so on all these different. And of course, uh, Yofiel for you would be a big one because uh, it's the archangel of intuition. And so I started out doing this book to um, with a chapter on each of the archangels and then I ended up discovering that the roots of these archangels through their symbols, which um, led me back to childhood studies that I'd had with Joseph Campbell that my mom had taken me to, um, that each of the archangels are connected to uh, goddesses in their roots. And so um, these um, angels that we usually think of in a religious context actually have roots um, before there was any institutional religion and when the female was taken into account in um, a lot of people say in a matriarchal situation it really wasn't that it was more like a balanced situation according to what archaeology shows uh, but but women were very much honored as spiritual teachers and healers at this time and the divine feminine was taken into account so the archangels which we usually sometimes kind of think of church as churchy have roots in traditions that go way back before churches and are when churches more like were were groves of trees and forests and so forth and um, around the world in ways that are resonating between different areas between different cultures and um, it's really quite fascinating oh well (laughs) so fascinating and I had never really thought about the intersection between these angels and these goddesses, and there's such a unity. Um, and I, and I also, I was telling Nancy T who is say hello to Nancy T by the way, she's, Hi. she's <laughs> Hi. Um, there's, you've got a, it seems like you've spent some time in Teotihuacan. And so Nancy T and I have spent a lot of time in Mexico and oh, wow. with, the, with the Toltec work. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And just for, because I told everybody That's exciting. That, it is very exciting. I, I want to bring retreats there or something. It'd be fun to do something together sometime. Yeah, many. We've done many. So yeah, it'd be great to do something with you. Let me bring on Chelsea Lee really quick. She's um, then holding on online. And I promised that we would take some calls. Normally we do calls. We call it, have people share their dreams on this part of the show. But wow. let's see. Chelsea, do you have a quick dream you can share that you can get some feedback from Nancy T and Crystal Pomeroy on? I, I do. Thanks. Awesome. Bring it. Awesome. So I just have this short snippet from a dream uh, recently. So in the dream, um, this young girl approaches me and she presents me with this black book. Um, I take the black book from her and I see that it is, it's the black book of sorrows. 
And I open the cover of the book and is immediately I feel all of this emotion, sadness, sorrow, loss, just filling me. And it fills me, but at the same time, I feel it and I release it. I cry, I cry out. Um, and that, that was my dream. Um, I woke up just with that feeling of release and how intense it was. And the weird thing on that is you'd think feeling something that intense and that sad and that sorrowful, that it'd be something you wouldn't want to go back to. But I, I wanted to go back and I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel that again. Wow. Oh, this is so powerful. I've got so much to say. And I know Nancy T does, but I, so I'll just say this. One of the, just kind of a synchronicity from throughout the show, we've talked about sort of the, the base layer of, of pain and the, and putting it on the canvas, putting it out and then, and then alchemizing it by, by, by finding our, our expression through that. It might be, if this were my dream, I might think this is myself and that I've come to the strength to be able to cry this out this it's like I'm it's almost like it feels like a it's an art piece this black book of sorrows like sacred sorrows but in being able to move it through it feels like it's this it's this great blessing and it might be for myself it might be for everyone in Ukraine that's also suffering it feels like a it's a very sacred journey so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over because we just have a couple minutes Crystal I have a feeling you've got a few things to say about this (laughs) Okay. Um, thank you, Kelly. It's a, it's a big honor to be on with you wise ladies. Um, the, what you just said, I mean, I think that was really beautiful. I would, um, perhaps add to it that since it's a young girl, it's probably, uh, there'd be some experiences of sadness in relationship to an earlier time in your life that, um, had sort of gone unacknowledged and it would be great to do some shadow work to get into, uh, that part of yourself, just allow yourself to kind of dive down with your eyes closed into that part of yourself and uh, talk with her. And at the same mm-hmm. time, like you called it a sacred book, Kelly, and it sort of reminds me of a Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it seems like it would have, uh, there. there's power in that sadness, but it's also a book that you can close. And so to know that yes. you can like get into it and also like close the book because in a way, a sacred books are sort of like codes of different periods mm. in our lives or different belief systems. And Oof. so um, I, I definitely agree of the sacred part. I think that was really beautiful what you said, Kelly, about that. And at the same time, get into it more and remember that you can close the, the book and write another one maybe for yourself. I just have to throw this in here. This is so, this feels so powerful because what do we do with our sorrows? Often we carry them with us because they are like part of our story, part of who we are. We don't want to get rid of our sorrow because it's like letting go of a limb, but the best thing to do I've, and I've, this is part of what I've taught is like, put it into a relic, put it somewhere and then put it on a sacred shelf. So it no longer has to embody, be in your body. So you can be freed up to have more joy, but you want to honor the sorrow that you've been through. And I love what you said, Crystal, put it close, close it, and yet put it in a place of honor. So, oh, this is so powerful. Nancy T, you have one word to bring into this? (laughs) 
Oh, yes, indeed. One word. One word. I thought I thought of Pandora's box. I thought, oh. you know, because sorrows are in there and you can close that box. So I and I also thought of emotion code. It's like getting stuck energy in there and, and we can release that at any time. So wonderful. On that note, Crystal Pomeroy, thank you so much for joining the show. Better late than never. I'll have to have yeah, you back on in the new Facebook iteration with of us show. for a few minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Stay with us for one moment. And um, thank you everybody for joining us. We will be back next week. So until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. May they all be Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.